Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and with me today is John Delmenico. Hello. And Lachlan Hodson. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Hi, Charles. How you doing? We've got a bit of the, the interns vibe happening. Yeah, I thought we'd bring it back uh, as yeah. the, the year comes to a wrap and everything standard drops incredibly. It's like, yeah. I mean, also for listeners who are regular listeners, unlike Charles, mm. you would already know that for the last couple of weeks, Lachlan and I have oh, yeah. constantly been jumping in what? when Dom and Charles forget to record episodes and we need one for the next day. The really? Last, the last three Tuesdays We've done have just been us two. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see you in here. I thought that you were just um, practicing. Playing pretend, yeah. being the yeah. adult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't realise that that was being broadcast <laughs> to the nation. John, I believe you've actually put together a bit of the year's highlights. Yeah, I went through um, this year because there's been a lot that's happened. Mm. But it also feels like not much has happened because it's all like merged together. So I thought it'd be good to actually just go through some of the uh, biggest news stories of this year because obviously everyone wants to remember 2022 for how it was. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Well, I, I do think 2022 is unique amongst all the years I've ever lived in hmm. being, I, I think, the longest year. Because, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause it Fascinating. Feel, don't you think? Because like 2020 and 2021... Both happened in about yeah, five yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. We just can't remember anything from it because nothing no, happened. They were they were one year together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, like at the beginning of this year, it was still in we were still in lockdown. Like, it was still mm. like there was so many things. Like the world is so different compared to what it is now. It's kind of yeah. like just eleven months ago. I'm watching Game of Thrones at the moment, mm. um, and, and it's kind of like season one and two. You just zoom through them yes. because yeah. they're, they're setting everything up. But season three, like it just it it. It's fantastic. There's yes. a lot to do, yes. but it does feel a little long because of that. I mean, yeah. It's like when Scott Mor- with Scott Morrison being back in the news, and it's like it felt like ages ago that he was yes. power minister, and yes. it's like, oh no, it has only been like six months. It just feels like it's been at least a year or two because mm. mm. everything's like nothing has happened. But then there's been constant things going on outside the government that you sort of mm. forgot the government was like an underlining plot line of this story. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought, looking back, what happened at the start of the year? Mm. Does anyone remember what the biggest story of January was? January. That was COVID. Was, that was when was, everyone had was COVID. Was Novak Djokovic, wasn't it? Oh, nice. Good well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Well, I mean, COVID, everyone had COVID. COVID, Novak yeah. Djokovic, PCR test. Like, they didn't order oh, enough rat tests. No rats. Is it no rats? Final guess. So I think January is when rats started coming in. So like that would have been so Charles is right because that's how it, like we went into January with no rats and then yeah. we started getting them at the end. Yeah, uh, I mean in fairness, we, after we got Novak Djokovic already. In fairness, <laughs> they'd only had two and a half years to organise the rat test. So, yeah, you know, and it's not like there was one minister who could organise the funding. Yes. and the health response at yeah. the same time with the same power. <laughs> You're right because back then it was all like, well, this must be Greg Hunt's fault. Well, but actually, yeah. no, There's it was the health minister's fault, which is Scott Morrison. <laughs> There's multiple things where I was looking through the year, going like, 
Oh yeah, no. Scott Morrison could have done this all, and no mm. journalist has gone back to think like, yeah. what could Scott Morrison have done that everyone was like, to be fair, it isn't one mm. person's job. To, to, to be fair, no one asked Scott Morrison to do yeah. any mm. of that. But do you think that maybe it's sort of like the ultimate plot twist in a novel, mm. where you know how, oh or like in a movie, you know where. You know, that l- final piece of information then changes everything you know. Yeah. And the whole plot yeah. line. And you look back and you go, you oh, go, my God. oh, my goodness. It was all it clearly was, alluding yeah. to, whoa. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great to have this underlining story. Mm. Like, in an actual novel, that person would have, like, done things and, like, <laughs> it would have been <laughs> successful. <laughs> but it, like, what's so. the name for a protagonist who doesn't do anything? Like, a... a an agonist. Like, like, what, <laughs> no. what was it like? An antagonist. Emphasis no. on the agony. I mean, yeah. I would say yeah. Scott Morrison was an antagonist. Like that. That <laughs> yeah. is an actual thing. But no, this, there was one story that overshone that oh, okay. in Australia. What oh, was this? It was the time a woman didn't smile for a fuckwit. Ah, ah yes. of course. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously represented. No, but, but wait a minute, she wasn't just not smiling for the prime minister. She was also not smiling <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the social services minister, yeah. the health minister, the resources minister. I mean, it's basically the entire <laughs> front bench that she wasn't smiling. Yeah, she side-eyed like six different people at the exact same yeah. time. Her, yeah. It was a rampage. Yeah, obviously. Um, Representatives for the fuckwit community came out, like Andrew Bolt and Peter Van Onsel and stuff. Yeah. All really going at Grace for mm. not smiling. Yeah. Which is weird because if they had just smiled and shut up instead, mm. everyone would have respected them more and liked them way more. Yeah. <laughs> but now, like, Peter Van Onsel's like off the project. Mm. Andrew Bolt still has no viewers. Mm. Joey Hildebrand has less. Yeah. Somehow getting got yeah. even less than Studio <laughs> 10's viewership. I mean, you mentioned all those names. It's not like they could plummet much further anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so why did she bother to turn up? Or am I not allowed to ask that? Well, no. So that was that is literally the question that Peter Van Onsen put out. Yeah. My favourite thing about that whole story was when they're like, oh, why would you show up? It's like, because it was the Australian of the Year event. <laughs> <laughs> she she was the Australian of the Year. Well, I mean, it was pretty rude of her to not smile at Scott Morrison, who mm. saw himself in as the Australian of the Year. Yeah, that's the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why Scott she Morrison was there. She didn't need to be there. The Australian of the Year was there. Scott Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so what so happens January. after January? Yeah. We're up to February. Yeah, so February, that's the first of many, many, many once in 100-year floods. The thing that I remember from that period was, you know, like, Scott Morrison didn't do anything for mm. days. Like there was, he was just absent, yeah. and you're mm. going, "Oh no, he's absent again." And then they sent all those army photographers up there. Oh, yeah. remember that? And yeah. they, yeah, we, and they we, said they couldn't we, oh, with tripods goodness. and cameras yeah. and like professional but military camera, camera people. people. Mm. Yeah, and they were like caught people taking photos of them at food trucks standing in the way of the people helping yes well and and then they were putting the food back into the food trucks Mm. when they were done with the photo shoot like oh well no one needs this well um (laughs) there was also that great thing of peter dutton launching a gofundme to Uh, help out specifically people in one area of queensland who are homeowners who might have damaged their (laughs) houses where he coincidentally owned multiple houses. Mm. <laughs> and his excuse at, that, at the time was that you need people who can act quickly and no one person can send troops, change the budget and allocate funds. Which yeah. again, Scott <laughs> Morrison <laughs> could have done. done all that. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, oh. it's so good because all these ex- shit excuses <laughs> that everyone knew were shit excuses because yeah. they're like, just talk to the other cabinet ministers. <laughs> and that, they remember there was like this whole thing for the first four months of the year, everyone's like, how is our cabinet so shit at talking to each other? 
But their entire cabinet was just one person. Yes. <laughs> Looking back though, there is a decent reason why Scott Morrison might have struggled. Because mm. something I completely forgot was at the same time as the floods and Peter Dutton's like GoFundMe, mm. Scott Morrison was recovering from a welding incident where he blinded himself. <laughs> oh my God. This man really gave yeah. us a lot to do in the first two months of the yeah. year. But then in a more serious note, February also saw uh, internationally the biggest disaster that has caused ravifications and traumatized millions. Mm. Scott Morrison playing the ukulele. Ah. Yes. And then also Putin invaded uh, Ukraine and has completely fucked up Russia. Yeah, but which, that still sucks because like now when I do it, I mean, play ukulele. Wait. Sorry, now <laughs> when I play ukulele, when I, I look like Ukraine. a wanker. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because no, you didn't look like a wanker before Scott Morrison did it. It's not like he did it because it's a wanker's instrument. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Because the, the Russia thing was like, oh, he's actually doing it. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then there was this sort of assumption that Russia would definitely, 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 definitely. win. Mm. And mm. it was, you know, will it be one week or two weeks mm. before mm. he takes over Ukraine? Yeah. Well, I, I remember when we were in the case of, no, there's no way that this war could happen. And we wanted to do, like, some dumb, like, song parody about World War Three because mm. we were like, yeah, well, yeah. it's fine. We're, we're joking about the fact that there's a World War Three, but it's not going to happen. And mm. then as we sort of finished writing the thing, the first bomb started getting mm. dropped and we went, oh, okay. well, this probably isn't going to go as well now. Yeah, yeah, we did much better than the American analysts. Who, If you don't know, like, American analysts, they were giving analysis like an hour or two beforehand because that was their <laughs> nighttime news mm. going like, oh, the war is just never going to happen because mm. he like, like reports have just come out that he doesn't have a plan for what he would do if he invades. Mm. And there's no way Putin's that dumb that he's just going to like risk everything for Russia by invading for no reason and definitely losing. Mm. And then a meet, and then like within hours, those reports of the bombs had dropped. So all of those analysts who, to be fair to them, that is not that dumb of a reasoning of like, yeah. you would have to be one of the dumbest leaders of all time mm. to just go, we're just going to send everyone over there and assume we'll win. Mm. And then it's exactly what happened. Of course, because the time zones, all these American analysts mm. now have like <laughs> like four hours between when they were saying it's not going to happen and when they're announcing the bombs dropped. The best analysis I heard during that period was somebody who said Putin helped Trump get installed. Like he yeah. wanted Trump to be there. Mm, mm. But then as soon as Trump was there, he had a real problem on his hands because Trump was the ultimate irrational actor. Mm, like mm, you yeah. just could not predict him. No. And that used to be Putin's shtick was mm. like, well, you don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll drop a nuclear bomb. Maybe I'll give everyone Novichok in the underpants. You know? <laughs> and so he was sort of relieved when Trump left the stage because he could go back to being I could be the, wild card the again. erratic, <laughs> irrational actor. And, and it's classic Putin 
you know, bringing out the big guns, going, I'll invade Russia without a plan. <laughs> That's what an irrational person would do. <laughs> I still think we should blame... Hold my beer, Trump. Yeah. <laughs> There's one guy who predicted this 15 years ago and said he was going to shirt front Vladimir Putin to yes. stop it from happening and then never did. Yes. Obviously, this is Tony Abbott's fault. Yes, <laughs> I agree. So well, isn't, isn't everything Tony Abbott's fault? <laughs> yeah, March... That's when the cost of living crisis... We're only up to March? Uh, yeah, February. We're going to we're gonna have to make this a two-part thing. Yeah, I think yeah, we do so. two parts. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. If everyone will want to listen to the first half part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so March we had um, the cost of living crisis go up and the government's response was to tell renters who are struggling to pay rent to buy a house. Buy new houses. Yes. Yeah, no, because mm. that I've was... I've often said that. I, my, at that time of the year when like we were restructuring <laughs> things in the company mm. and yeah. the cost of living crisis was hitting like mm. us pretty badly, my rental got sold from underneath me. So that like direct, like I was in the middle of... Um, I can't say losing the job on the. We were in the middle of all yeah. <laughs> of what happened at the start of the year mm. to the chaser, mm. and then uh, our, our landlord was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I need to sell the place at a good price before everything yeah, drops." But, yeah. uh, but it's all right. You would have got the government's one, no, one off the one off two hundred and fifty dollar payment. Yeah, which I then yeah. used to buy broccoli. To buy a house. Oh, oh, you to, to buy, buy a house. house. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. So um, April now because not much happened in March. Um, remember, remember bro- broccoli, broccoli cost like two hundred and fifty dollars for a shrub. Lettuce, uh, iceberg lettuce, iceberg yeah. lettuce cost yeah. a ton, and then avocados ironically went yes. down. Yes, yeah. and then and, av- and then everything started having avocado. Remember, you go to the cafe and they'd be like, "Our special <laughs> treat for today: avocado, avocado, on avocado, avocado in a yeah. smoothie." <laughs> with, <laughs> but it's just the nut. Yeah, we're going to April. That's when the election launched, and obviously Anthony Albanese ah. fucked it up with a. Um, a disastrous flub on the first day mm. that was definitely going to lose him the election as long as Scott Morrison could wipe <laughs> all our memories of everything about the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but for me, you know, like, Alba at that moment sort of became Prime Minister yeah. because he showed himself to be incompetent, <laughs> not across his brief, um, sort of yeah. lazy, uh, clearly very lazy, didn't do the work <laughs> properly. Like, and you just went, this guy's going to be Prime Minister. This I is what, what it takes in Australia. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. We've got all of these Prime Ministers who know all of yeah. the answers off the top of their head. Oh, I can't relate to that. What I really want is a guy who gets up on the day of his first day at work and goes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, right. yeah, yeah. I don't actually know. <laughs> Ask me something else. I, that's why he got in. <laughs> My favourite thing about that was that, like, two days later he was on the Today Show and he was like, and Carl Stephanie was like, ah, oh, I'll get you this very clearly pre-planned bit where he was like, what's the price of bread? And he was like, well, the local sourdough at my bankery costs like $5.20. <laughs> and he just like started rattling up everything on that bakery list down to like the dollars and cents. And it was really stupid. And then um, one of the co-hosts was like, all right, what's the price of tampons? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> easy, just like froze, <laughs> which is such a, like, and then I remember some analysts like, oh, well, that's stupid. And it's like, is it more stupid than asking the price of bread? Like <laughs> really pre-planned bit, because like tampon costs are a policy issue. Mm. That went into the rest of the election in May, mm. where Scott Morrison did everything he could to win an election, including creepily fondling a woman's hair mm. and bulldozing a child playing soccer. Ah, uh, the bulldozer statement. You're, uh, like yeah. when he 
pummeled that kid. We were all in the office like late that night. Yeah. I remember seeing it and thinking it was one of those creepy AI generated oh. images. <laughs> like, it did it, kind of seem yeah. too like it was too too real. on the nose. Yeah. Too good to be true. Yeah. I remember I went to the toilet at the time while <laughs> Cam Lachlan and um, Xander were in Cam's office just making an image of something else, and I ran back in and I was like. Guys, Scott Morrison just tackled a child. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, what do you mean? I just showed them the Shut photo. That was, like five, yeah. that was like on Twitter for like five seconds. And I'm like, fuck, we need to come yeah. up with jokes right now. Stop the praise. Whatever we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, that was the, the other way that Scott Morrison tried to win was through Catherine Deves. Just if you oh, really yes. play up bigotry, yes. then you're going to win. Mm. So Labour won, obviously. And, <laughs> no, and like, John... It was a masterstroke. Yeah. That was that was the thing that was going to win the outer suburbs. And the the only flaw in the plan was that actually people in the outer suburbs do not give a shit and are actually <laughs> yeah. really quite tolerant, as was proven by the plebiscite <laughs> two, <laughs> two years beforehand. Then we go on to June where the biggest story was the US Supreme Court announced that fetuses um, have the right to live either up until the point they get shot at a school or they become... And a woman old enough that they can give birth and then they lose their rights. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Which then then there was, I remember there was so much reporting at the time being like, what are the ramifications for Australia? Will Australia lose abortion rights? And then like a month later, a journalist was like, so I've looked, not every state has abortion rights in Australia. Mm. (laughs) Like WA, it's still illegal. Mm. And in other states like Tasmania, you can only get them in private hospitals and in some states, you just have to fly to like three different hospitals that can do it and no one else can. And it's like, oh, we were just already at that point. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was so much stuff being like, and there was like lawyers being like, well, what's going to happen to Australian law? It's like, oh, we were, no, we're already, already there. Already we just there. didn't talk well, about yeah, it. I mean, you can't get abortion on Medicare even to this yeah. day. Like it's not a Medicare thing. Really? Yeah. That was a Greens policy that they brought to the election. It was like. Well, we should fix that. Like, that's a very obvious thing that we should fix, and that became a weird talking point. There has been, I mean, in fairness to, just to sort of place it in context, there has been proper abortion rights reform in both New South Wales Mm. and Queensland in the last three years. So, (laughs) but yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Like, we we sort of literally, (laughs) Mm. the hands made, handmaid's tale um, style state. Living, yeah. But looking at America going, ah-ha, ha, ha, idiot. Ha, ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Let me just drown this. Yeah, baby. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that what we should do is we should, we're, we're already about 20 minutes in. Oh, yeah. Let's, and we are literally halfway out. through the year. We're only halfway through the year. Yeah, it's gripping stuff. Gripping what will happen stuff. next? What will happen next? This is a bit of a cliffhanger episode, isn't oh. it? <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned tomorrow to find yeah. out what happened Who knows six with, months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows whether <laughs> the, the world will end or not. You know. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Our gears from Road, and we're part of the ACAS Creator Network. Cliffhanger. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.